0: Welcome to the Bills Backers of Kansas City podcast with Zach Base and that dude who looks like an illiterate wolverine. <laughs> Randy, get over here. Hey there and welcome hey back. There. How about those 2-0 Buffalo Bills? Those first place in the AFC East right now, Buffalo Bills. Those first place in the AFC right now, Buffalo Bills. Accurate. Pending tiebreakers. However, uh, super cool, right? I mean, I'm excited. I was wrong, and I'm happy that I was wrong.
1: I was right. Now admit it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Before we go any further, I do want to address some of the background noise you may hear. Studio 411 is currently under some construction. We're getting some advanced uh, soundproofing technology put in. That's not true. We're just doing some construction around the house. So before we go any further, I wanted to talk about that. Um, But let's talk about our initial reactions to the game. What do you think, Zach?
1: I think it was a great performance. And one of the big things that I thought is we might actually see a change in our offense. Before I was looking at this and thinking, okay, the first game we passed the ball a lot. That's because the Jets were not very good against the pass. Miami, we saw last week Cam Newton running all over them. I thought we were going to see the exact same thing, but it didn't happen. We it's, came out slinging the
0: ball. You are you are so right. I, I thought the same thing. I thought if we were going to win this game, it was going to be with Josh Allen's legs, uh, and that was not the case at all. We came out, like, we didn't show fear. This is, uh, to, to steal another Bruce Nolan saying, if you're listening, Bruce, I'm sorry, I like your sayings, this was fearless Josh Allen that we saw in Miami, and I love fearless Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, and we we learned he can actually win passing from the pocket. That was the biggest thing. He only ran four times. Hey, you know what's
0: better than three hundred yards? Four hundred yards. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, that that's been it's crazy. I listened to a lot of WGR during the week. How much of the talk last week was about oh my gosh he broke three hundred yards, and now the talk this week is he. Forget 300 yards, we got 400 yards. Um, and, And now the conversation is turning to, do we have a legitimate franchise quarterback here? I think we do. I think Josh Allen has arrived, and that's the big thing for me. This
1: kid had a lot less snaps than anybody else going into his first year in the NFL, and it's taken some time. The big thing for him is anything that he does wrong, it always seems like the next week he improves on it. He had fumbling issues last week. What do you do this time? He slid. So that was awesome.
0: Yeah, he's really improved in that area. And the other thing he's improved in is preventing, uh, just preventing, or I'm sorry, lost my train of thought there for a minute. But uh, the other thing he's improved upon is having a receiving core. One of the knocks coming out of college was that, you know, he had never been, he couldn't beat Power 5 conferences. And then part of people said, you know, well, he didn't have a Power 5 wide receiver core. Um, And now he has one of the probably top five receiving tours, if not top three, in the entire NFL.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I don't even think that's a hot take. Maybe to start the year, people would have thought that. But I honestly look at that in between Diggs, Brown, and Beasley. They all produced yesterday for us.
0: And a quick shout-out to some of our Twitter followers, because you guys took a survey that uh, Dirty Randy put out before the game about which player is going to shine the most. And 30% of you said Alan, and the other 30% said Biggs. Uh, 22% said White, and 18% said Other. And I was uh, the others were Smokey Brown from Bills Columbia, and Zach the Tractor Moth from Bills Argentina. So we are officially global, Zach. That's awesome.
1: Lo- love our global listeners. That's
0: great. But... Uh, I, I want to talk about Stephon Diggs here for a minute because there were passes in this game that just made me go, wow. Yeah, big boy catches. Big boy catches. First, uh, The first one that comes to mind for me uh, was, I don't know, I think it was the fourth quarter, throws to Diggs in, in triple coverage basically, and Diggs just goes, and there's my dog in case you hear him. that's There's the dog. Uh, he's running around, so that's going to be on the background now. But Diggs throws to triple coverage. Allen throws to Biggs in triple coverage, and Biggs just goes up and gets that ball.
1: Oh, yeah, he did. He came down with it, and at first I'm thinking interception. That has to be an interception. Nope. He he pulls that ball in, and we, had, we got to see that with fourth-quarter Josh Allen, and I'll always take fourth-quarter Josh Allen over everybody.
0: Yeah, fourth-quarter Josh Allen's definitely better than fourth-quarter Fitzpatrick.
1: Yes, and Fitzpatrick really didn't have a bad game, let's be honest. He came out there, and he did what he had to do. He knew we had a weak linebacking core and he attacked that
0: he shined and i I thought it was crazy how much he shined um i thought fitzy had a really good game and i you know i still got a lot of love for fitzy being what what he was one of the first quarterbacks here to beat the patriots legitimately with tom brady um so he's not you know he's a journeyman he's he's been in this league a long time and there's a reason he's been in this league did you know he went to harvard whoa Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. Yeah, very smart guy. So,
1: yeah, he had, he had a real great game against us, and, you know, it worked out. We actually had to rely on our offense to outperform this game, and that was the first time we've had to see that, and we actually saw it was successful, which gives me hope for this season.
0: Yeah, I mean, and uh, uh, that's that's a good call. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to mention there is Kevin on Twitter, Kickflip. Uh, actually said that that was one of the things he noticed. He said, there's a ways to go, but the dagger touchdown pass to John Brown is the play he's been waiting to see for years. And I agree. I think it's we have not seen this team win with offense. It's always been, you know, gritty defensive games.
1: Yes. Prior Bill's offenses would have ran the ball in that situation, controlled the clock, and even Sean McDermott would have done that last year. Now that he's got the weapons there to do it, you saw him drop back, he threw the ball to John Brown, and it looked like an interception. Very next play, same exact play, touchdown.
0: Yeah, it's, it is just crazy to see the, the change in offense this year, and, and shout-out to Diggs for what he's done. I mean, that's just a easy change to have made. So, let's see. What, else, what other initial reactions do you have there, Zach?
1: Honestly, looking at it, I think, you know, we did see a little bit more running the ball there. Moss and Singletary did have a good game. Singletary, I a believe you mean
0: single carry.
1: Yes, um, they they both did okay, but I'd like to see a little bit more there just to allow that play action to develop a little bit more. We saw a lot of that yesterday, and to be able to run the ball effectively and make them realize, well, they can run on us, they can pass on us, it doesn't really matter. That's awesome.
0: Totally agree with you there. Totally agree with you. Yeah, um, so I'm just, I, I can't help but with this team, look ahead. And, you know, next week we've got a really tough Rams team coming in here. And they're they're coming coast to coast. And you originally predicted this to be a loss or a win. But from what our pre pre-recording conversation was, you may have changed your tune.
1: Yeah, I I have. Honestly, the big thing that I saw was the absence of Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds. That was huge for the Bills yesterday. And if it ends up not being there, then we're going to have a little bit more issues. So if they come out and they're not as ready to play, maybe we do get them back and maybe they're not 100%. I think they're still going to target that middle of the field, just like Gasecki did to us yesterday and it's going to continue to be a problem i'd much rather see go ahead and wait a week you know maybe potentially take the loss who knows we could squeak one out i'd love to see a, a shootout with josh allen
0: i so here's the here's the question with dodson right coming in at linebacker as a backup there i think he did tremendous in this game uh you didn't hear his name a lot which is good if he's in coverage um but when he when he needed to make a play he made it he had a few uh, dropped opportunities in coverage because he's not as big of a linebacker as Tremaine Edmonds, but he, he made all the difference.
1: Yeah, you're, you're going to have that. He was an undrafted free agent last year, didn't get a chance to really play, and to come out here and be expected to perform as a starter for the Bills this week against a very talented passing offense with Fitzpatrick, that guy's smart. I don't know if I said that earlier. But I did. He went to Harvard. Yes. So with with that, to go out there and try to handle that that pass attack and know that it's going to be tough, we expect a little bit of mistakes, and he shined when when the no- times came.
0: Yeah, that's. I'm. I just think overall this game had everything I kind of wanted to see, to, uh, other than uh, the, a defense. Um, I wanted them to be a little bit. I thought we would have held Miami to under twenty points. In fact, in my score prediction, I think I had them. I had the Bills losing, but I don't think I had Miami scoring anywhere near what they scored, which by the way, shout out to Kansas City Bills backer Rick Gaff, Missouri Badger on Twitter, he called the score of this game perfectly, tweeted it out yesterday before the game, 31-28 to 28 Bills, and that was our final score.
1: Yeah, I, ironically, I don't know about you Randy, but I felt better about this win than I did last week, and we won by less points. I think it might have just been the absence of certain pieces on defense and the fact that we went out there and we didn't take our foot off the gas. There was still, you know, coming out of the third, we had that awkward delay of the game with the weather. Oh my gosh,
0: we got to talk about that lightning delay, right? Yes. Combined with the technical difficulties. So Zach and I watched the game together this weekend at Al's Bar and Grill up there in Parkville. And, uh... What, in the second quarter, all of a sudden it cuts away from the game and goes to Denver? Yeah, that was a terrible game. Couldn't they have found something better for us to watch? Denver-Pittsburgh, which was a miserable game. Now, here's the best part about Bill's Backers Bars, though, is immediately one of our members decides to pull his phone out and find a live feed, and he finds somebody who's streaming the game in the Bill's Mafia Facebook channel from his phone, and we were able to sort of keep tabs on what was happening during that power outage.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And I was looking at that when we ended up having the lightning delay. I thought, oh, great. Now, you know, we were ready to go, and now we're going to sit back down. And it, it worked out, you know, exactly what I was thinking. We came out, and we just didn't execute quite as well as we wanted. We almost got the first down there and would have continued to move down the field, hopefully. But it didn't work out. We punted the ball, and I'm okay with it because we did not stop passing the football
0: no matter what. Yeah, and it's it's hard. It, this team seems to have a hard time coming out after breaks, and especially after an extended break like that. We just they come out a little bit flat, but we we overcame that. Um, and I and I I think this is up there with Josh Allen's best games. Yeah, I mean yards wise, it's definitely one of his best games. But I don't know if it beats the Cowboys game for me. For me, that I was at that game, so there's like kind of a special feeling in that game, but. And it was a national game, which gives a different meaning. But I think this was kind of a Josh Allen, and there's that construction again proven that he's legit and he belongs in this league. I think the big thing was Sean
1: McDermott is a well prepared coach. He tries to predict even the unpredictable. He came out in his press conference and said that he even discussed with the team the possibility of a lightning delay previously in the week so they they had previously talked about it which is crazy I, I wouldn't think about that i know it's miami rain which we did see but still
0: he he, he is a coach who does not under prepare he is ready when things happen he seems to know what to look for and and i think that's something we've been missing for a long time you know he's playing chess everyone else is playing checkers
1: yeah and honestly, while we're talking about preparedness, I look at Leslie Frazier, and he seems to normally be a pretty prepared defensive coordinator and know what's going to happen. Unfortunately, what he couldn't expect was for everybody to continue to target Levi Wallace, and he just had a bad day. Nobody wanted – Fitch just did not want to target Trey White, which I don't blame him. There, he, Trey did give up one touchdown. But other than that, he was he was relatively – not targeted. Everything went Levi Wallace's way.
0: Yeah, and Levi Wallace definitely got picked on. He got picked on the last time they played against Fitzy, too. So I think he, being smart and from Harvard, remembered that Levi Wallace was a target that he could poke. Um, so, yeah, I think that that kind of is a great idea of what what this game entailed. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm weird. I don't like to dwell on wins too long. Just like Sean McDermott would say, you know, we're 1-0. We're, we're back to 1-0. We're focused on being 1-0. And actually... Uh, Andre the Giant uh, tweeted that out. I forget Andre. I forget the actual player. Andre Smith. Andre Smith. Yeah, he tweeted out 1 0 after that game. And I think there were a bunch of Bills fans who didn't quite understand what he was saying because a lot of people responded with, no, no, we're 2 0. But what he's saying is this team has that mentality of, hey, we're not going to get too high or too low. We're focused on being 1 0 in the next game. So it sounds like we're about due for our break here. So I'm going to go ahead and let it finish up, and we'll, uh, we'll be back after these brief messages.
1: Welcome back. The one thing I wanted to discuss with you guys was I forgot to mention PFF. And I know I, we don't really like to talk about them and give them the satisfaction, but they, they did do one thing good that I kind of liked was when Allen did his run, and he ended up fumbling the ball, but it was whistled dead before that point even happened. I saw them tweet out that play, and I'm thinking, okay, they're going to show him fumbling the ball, and they didn't. They clipped it out. And they were talking about how Allen did such a good job running the ball there, and he stiff-armed the dude to the ground. And I thought, you know, that's a good thing. But before we get all too high on, on the positives that PFF did, they did Josh Allen dirty. They rated him with the 12th highest grade of quarterbacks behind Jimmy Garoppolo, Rogers, Brady, Russ, Goff, Newton, Darnold, Mahomes, Tannehill, Trubisky, and Rivers. That's just disrespectful.
0: Yeah, I mean, once again, that that shows there's definitely some bias in their grading, and they're out to protect their grades, and I I think legitimately, I respect what PFF is trying to do with their analytics, but sometimes, if, for example, in science, like, I'm a science guy, right, you can't fudge the data so that it fits your narrative, and I I feel that they're definitely fudging the data to fit their narrative. And I think...
1: I honestly so think they like to make Bills fans mad. They know that if they say that, they're going to get reactions. Oh, yeah. They
0: know there's a lot of Twitter follows on, on – uh, there's a lot of Twitter Bills Mafia. And if they say things to poke us, they'll get the responses. They'll get the clicks. Clicks equal ad revenue. And uh, there's definitely some of that. Um, but, yeah, Sam Munson, man, I just I can't stand that guy. And I hope he listens to this podcast. Yes. Dirty Randy is upset with you, Sam. It was actually Sam that was talking bad about Josh. It was not any of the other guys. So. Yeah, and I, and I, I think Sam is really the one that I hear the most of. And and what's crazy is they still put him on WGR. He I hear him on there all the time, and every time I hear him on there, I just turn it off because that guy, to me, is so biased that whatever he's going to say is not going to sit with me. Um, and I'll take legitimate criticism any day, but you also got to praise the dude when he does good. And he did good. I mean, Alan, Alan put up ridiculous numbers this week and to say well you know the level of competition wasn't the same because it's the it's the dolphins i don't really care a and b the dolphins have a solid defense it's not like there's some scrub defense out there yeah honestly what do you have to do to please people i mean do we have to put up
1: eight passing touchdowns to make people give him the respect against the dolphins and and the jets the previous week i mean at what point do you have to say it's on Allen because Allen did not give up 28 points.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's it's crazy. But enough about PFF. That's that's all the airtime I want to get.
1: That yes. anyways. Yeah. We're on to the next week. Let's let's go ahead and talk about what you think about this
0: Rams game now. This Rams game. Let me tell you. Uh, I got two words for you, Aaron Donald. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's going
1: to be a problem for our offensive line.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I'm curious to see how they perform, though, because one of the things I've noticed is our offensive line has been giving Allen a lot of time lately. I mean, I'm sitting back there sometimes at the bar watching the game, counting just going one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Usually I'm getting to a three or four count before there's any pressure to him, which is incredible compared to his rookie season.
1: Yeah, unfortunately Donald is one of those guys where they can move him along that defensive line wherever they see the best matchup. And I think, you know, honestly, putting him up against Cody Ford, that's going to be a problem.
0: So over and under, how many sacks you got for Donald? I'm going to say he at least gets two.
1: I was going to say one.
0: You're going to say one. I'm going to put my over under. Let's set the over under at one and a half. Tweet at us at Bills. What is our Twitter handle? Casey Bills Pod. That's the one. Yeah, at Casey Bills Pod. Dirty Randy sometimes forgets things when he's drinking a Genesee Oktoberfest. Uh, but at Casey Bills Pod. Give us, give us your thoughts on that. I'll set my over under at one and a half sacks. Maybe I'll make that the poll this week. Over under, one and a half sacks. Do you think Donald has more or less? I think betting man, I, most people are going to take the over on that because it's a low number, but who knows what Bill's, Bill's Mafia, sometimes, you know, we're cocky and we think, nah, we're not even going to give up one. I'll take the under all day. So yeah, Aaron Donald is what concerns me the most. What about you, Zach?
1: That's my biggest fear, and on top of that, I've got to say, unfortunately, Robert Woods as. familiar name i think he's going to have a great day because cooper cup is going to be covered by trey white and i don't think trey white's going to give up too much but i think robert woods is going to have a day across the middle of the field
0: i kind of hope he does because i've started him in my fantasy league for several weeks (laughs) um I, i don't want us to lose the game obviously i actually have this game down i'm jumping around a little bit here but i have this game down as a win um and the reasoning I have for that is I think we saw Josh Allen perform to what Josh Allen can do. And I'm not really afraid, other than their defensive line, I'm not really afraid of the Jets or the, the Rams' defense. It kind of reminds me of the Jets' defense. Yeah, they got Jalen Ramsey back there. He talks a lot of trash, talks a lot of snack. Um, I, I, I don't think Ramsey is the cornerback that he once was. Josh
1: Allen shut him up last time, and I'd like to see him do the same thing this time.
0: That is true. You know, he talked a lot of trash last time he faced Josh Allen, and we all know how that ended.
1: He just, he had that talk the whole time of Allen's trash, but when the time came, he didn't even quite acknowledge, really, that he was wrong. He just said, I didn't say that.
0: Yeah, have you, have you noticed how he's been real quiet? It's he is not a whole lot. The silence is deafening. But, uh... You know, money money talks, and, and he is one of the highest-paid cornerbacks in this league now, so he's going to get his share of respect, and I don't know if we're even going to throw his direction too much. But when you got... I think you do. You got Stephon Diggs. Look
1: at him. He was double coverage yesterday and still coming down with the ball. I think Diggs is still going to get targets on him.
0: I mean, Diggs will get his targets. Allen has showed through the first two weeks he's going to throw to Diggs whether or not he's double covered or not because the dude catches everything, it seems like. Um, unless it's a crazy wild ball. I mean, that one ball, I was so sure was going to be an interception this week against the Dolphins, and Diggs just jumps like, it felt like he jumped like 20 feet in the air and just grabbed that thing.
1: Yeah, and speaking of interceptions, I think Allen's going to throw his first interception this game.
0: Ooh, first interception, bold prediction, nice hot take, Zach.
1: Yes, I just think it's, you know, honestly going after a big game like what he had, I think he's going to come out and, Against a very tough team, it's going to be something I feel like he's gonna do. But he's gonna go ahead and bounce back from it and still put up a good, good stats.
0: Yeah, I do. I do think that uh, Allen tends to. I mean, at some at some point, you're gonna law of averages, right? The NFL, these defensive players get paid too. That's so cliche to say, but uh, they they get paid, and, and I think the Rams have enough of a backfield that they're gonna make a play. Um, and it, it probably will be a result of him maybe getting sacked while he's releasing the ball, um, but I could definitely see him throwing an interception this this week. Uh, does that affect your overall prediction for this game, Zach? Are you are you considering this game to be a win still?
1: No, I still think we're going to lose the game. I just something weird about it um, after that performance against Miami. I'm looking at it this way. We don't have Mono and Edmonds back yet. Even if they come back, they're not 100%. If they would have been, we wouldn't have had them completely out last game. So I think if they come back and they're 50%, we're not going to see them on the field too much, and I think it's going to weigh heavily on our defense.
0: Well, so here's a question. Uh, Over and under right now, or or not over under, the spread right now, the Bills are given 2.5 points. Yeah. So they're...
1: I was seeing yesterday it was like at three, but so really it changed Vegas a little bit. Yes. Vegas
0: is considering this a pretty even game. Yes. you get about with three us points. having the
1: home field advantage, it's yeah. pretty much dead even. Um, it's still kind of weird to see the Bills actually being considered favorites, even though we are at home. It's just not quite normal for me.
0: Yeah, it is crazy to see this team listed as favorites. Um, To a team that was in the Super Bowl three years ago, just bottles the mind. It puts the mind in a bottle.
1: Yeah, it does. It does. And what were the over and unders on this game?
0: Oh man. Okay, so let's do some over under right now. Let's do a little game of over under. At some point, we're gonna get a theme song. I'm gonna mix something together for the over under portion of the podcast. Uh, so first over under, forty six and a half points total. Yeah, I'm slamming the over button on that. Uh, each team putting up more than 23 points is pretty likely. This is going to be a shootout. It's going to be a shootout. I think you got – I think you're going to have – I think the winning team is going to be putting up at least 35 points in this game.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I don't think the Bills are going to be running the ball all too much with that defensive line of the Rams. Honestly, I see them going out and doing exactly what we saw them do last week, and that's that's just throwing it down the field. Maybe not the deep balls as much, but I'll take it.
0: You – You'll take the deep balls? I would take the deep balls. Ah, right. All right. We're going, we're going close to an explicit tag here on, uh, on uh, iTunes. Um, over under 273 yards for Josh Allen. I don't know why they picked that. It's just a random number I chose.
1: I'm also going to go over on that just on the fact that if it's going to be really a shootout, Allen's going to have to throw the football to keep the Bills in the game.
0: Well, me being ever the pessimist, I'm going to take the over on this as well. Uh, I I was gonna say under, but I can't do it, man. I I just think, like you said, it's gonna be a shootout, and the way they've been playing, Allen, he's not afraid to throw it, and it doesn't seem like they're afraid to let him throw it anymore. Yep. Um, over under on the running game, over under. Let's set it low because the running game's been abysmal this year. Uh, over under eighty five yards. It's been that bad.
1: I gotta say, over on this, I feel like you know, we're going to get something going. It's got to happen at some point, even if that's Josh Allen running the football.
0: Okay, well, I was, I was going to say, I, I'm going to take the over on this, but I do believe that they will only get over because of Josh Allen. I think it's going to be the running backs. Maybe they'll get 72, 73 yards again. I don't know what's going on. Our backfield just doesn't seem to be gelling right now. Yeah, I think um, that's a
1: good take.
0: Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe Frank Gore was important to that backfield. I did love him when he played for the Bills. And the Forty ers yeah, and every other team.
1: He's he's just a true. Per-
0: he's a, he's a football player. Yeah, he's, he's a, true
1: a football player. He's that's a, a guy, guy.
0: The year is the year is twenty fifty four. All life on earth is dead except for Frank Gore, who is still running for a thousand yards a season. Like that's all he does. Sorry about the the studio noise in the background. There we have a we have a, a live studio audience today featured. Uh, by my roommate
1: yeah so anyway yeah honestly i think we're still going to be able to run the ball somewhat we're not going to do it too much with us being a passing the ball but josh allen can
0: really do that cool 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 yeah i I think this is a, a good time to kind of switch gears here and talk about our bills backer of the week because we're wrapping up this episode and who do we have for our bills backers of the week or bills backer of the week this year this, this year this, <laughs> this year
1: this week yeah so i'm going to butcher his last name so i'm just not going to say it it's mark m so mark m said that he's originally from lancaster new york a suburb of buffalo um he was born and raised a bills fan so he's been a bills fan all of his life um his weirdest thing about being a bills fan in kansas city is having to drive 30 minutes or so to watch a game with fellow bills fans he misses being able to pop into any corner bar and have it on. And number four, fourth question we had was, where do you watch it? And he said, Al's Bar and Grill, best wings outside of the 716, which is 100% accurate.
0: I got to agree with that. And, you know, I, I was just at Taps on Main uh, downtown uh, Friday night, and I got to say, Tap, Taps on Main is putting out some good wings too. Oh, yeah, they're good too. They're stepping up the wing game in the city, and I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, and I, I honestly like what Mark said because I was sitting there with Al yesterday, and Al was talking about when he opened up Al's. His thought process was, "Where do you define yourself when you were living in Buffalo?" Was okay. What's what's your Catholic church, and what's your bar that you go watch the game? And that's exactly why he opened up Al's. So
0: that's yeah, that is, that's great. Um, shout out shout out to Al's at been Parkville. If you're ever in the Kansas City area, feel free to drop by. You might even run into Dirty Randy.
1: You just won't know who he is.
0: That's right. Uh, So anyways, for the Kansas City Bills backers, this is Dirty Randy. And Zach Bass. And we're going to leave you for tonight. See you next week. Go Bills.